Well, welcome to the Deeper Dive podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the text we covered in worship on Sunday, and we do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our own reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith, so we hope you'll check that out by going to Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org slash dailyconnection. Well, today on the podcast, we're exploring a little bit more uh, Thursday of Holy Week, and so let's jump right into that and uh, talk about uh, some uh, extra things. Um, It was um, several thoughts left over from yesterday, um, probably centered around the cup uh, just a bit, uh, and the cup of uh, that Jesus drank from. several places in my reading, and I, I heard it last night on television when I was watching uh, whatever that um, uh, salvage dog show is. <laughs> He's talking the theology about of salvage the dogs. salvage dogs. He was in the basement, and he was talking about the dregs in the bottom, and uh, uh, Probably something I, I could have said yesterday morning that uh, Jesus Jesus didn't take a sip of the cup of judgment and wrath. He drank the whole cup till there was nothing left. He took all of it, and uh, that um, again, I don't think I have the capacity to understand the depth of that, uh, or even maybe sometimes even the depth of our separation from God. But I uh, I know that. As each year passes, my appreciation for what he's done grows deeper. Uh, and the more that I realize uh, um, not only God's love, but this, this, uh, the depravity of man is, is the word that crosses my mind. And so anyway, I think that um, that was just a piece of yesterday morning that I thought, wish I'd have, I wish I'd have said that maybe clearer or I'm not sure I even said that that he drank from the full cup he just didn't sip from it so and interesting that he drank it all within a few short hours um, took all of that wrath took all of that judgment within a few short hours and so I think the other thing that maybe we move on to that I didn't get to yesterday um, was uh, or didn't get too much at all I don't think was uh, uh, not my will but thy will be done um, I think I've probably prayed that prayer over the years, uh, but I probably put parameters in it of your will be done, but let's not get too carried away with right, this. Right, right. And sometimes I've, again, just observation, I've, I've heard people pray in Jesus' name almost as if it's um, uh, a magic kind of thing to pray at the end of your prayer. And sometimes I think we might grab that, not my will, but thy will be done, almost in the same way. Um, not necessarily intentionally saying, I, I, I won't do your will, but with some hesitations or caveats to that. So, well, what I have found inter- interesting in that, in, in Jesus' prayer at Gethsemane, um, is that that's the Trinity, um, and Jesus is God and God is Jesus and the Holy Spirit is Jesus. You know, they're all one. And so for Jesus to say, but not my will, um, just emphasizes the humanity of Jesus. Um, that, um, 
Um, and, and that helps me when I am in a difficult situation, um, when I am hurting, that I know that, that Jesus loved me enough to go to the real pain that he really did hurt to the point of even uh, going against his suggesting that he could go against his own will <laughs> to not go to the cross. You know what I mean? I mean, it wasn't just um, someone else. I mean, we pray to God different, obviously, than Jesus would pray to God. Um, but for him to get to that fully human point um, where he said, if it's possible, take this cup from me. Um, and yet he he knew all, all that was there. And so for, if he could be tempted to do that or um um you know that's just that's just pretty amazing to me and it and it brings up all kinds of um ideas about the trinity yeah i think the fact that uh being fully god and yet fully man he paused at the thought of entering into the consequences of sin which was separation from god even though it would be for him a short time says, um, my concern sometimes today is that the casual nature with which we approach, approach this matter of sin, um, uh, and I've watched over the last 40 or 50 years how we have uh, at times uh, kind of been, well, the devil made me do it, or, you know, everybody does it, or whatever other phrases we come up with trying to maybe diminish um, the depth or the seriousness or, or the, the gravity of that separation. Um, and sometimes I think even our almost casual conversations of heaven and hell miss, it becomes more about the venue or what we imagine the venue of heaven to be or the imagine the venue of hell to be and less about the reality of what that is, which is absolute separation from from God in the sense of hope, in the sense of peace, in the sense of decency, in the sense of honesty, in the sense of value. All of that will be not something we experience unless we surrender ourselves to God. Or at least, I don't think we'll experience that. My my understanding of the enemy, uh, uh, there's not much value, there's not much hope, there's not much decency. Uh, there's a lot of pain in in being in relationship with him. So anyway, I just uh, I just find that interesting. Well, and, and one of the things that you had uh, uh, we had talked about at home was um, how much of God's will do we need to adhere to? That's interesting because some people will say, um, you know, I, I, I'm a good person, or or she was a good person, or he was a good person, um, without any. Um, recognition of, um, of, of following the will of God. And it's not like um, um, there's a line in the sand and uh, we go this far, but we don't need to go any further. Um, or we have to uh, live our lives perfectly within the will of God or, uh, or we're lost forever. Um, so that's a... Um, in, in my life... I always feel that I am never perfectly aligned with the will of God. I'm not God, um, but it's a day to day, it's a day to day struggle in prayer, and uh, um, and I mean that's part of the Christian walk is um, 
is doing that every single day. Day-to-day struggle. Sometimes this is an hour-to-hour well, struggle. Well, that's true. That's I mean, true, it depends yeah. on what the occurrence of the last event happens to be and how long it lingers with us if it affects our attitude or our soul or our spirit in some manner or form. I also, um, I also think sometimes folks could hear that um, as saying, uh, or, or hear that with ears that says, well, you're being too critical. And it's not about being critical. It's about, um, I guess, my desire, and, and frankly, who am I, but my desire for people to experience the absolute very best on this earth. It says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, for you to have the best experience in your relationship with God that you can have. Um, and so... You know, it's like um, it's like a parent looking at their child on Easter morning, and there, in some places, could be mountains of candy. And you would say, "Well, that's good, but if you eat all that candy this morning, you're not going to be well this afternoon." Uh, and the same way, I think that um, if uh, we keep pushing a deeper relationship, God, back further and further and further. We're going to miss some of the blessings we have today. Um, Mac Davis wrote a song, uh, Lord, 40 years ago, I guess, um, Stop and Smell the Roses. Mm. Um, One of the most challenging things I do uh, is to stop long enough to to appreciate anything. And I, I... Sometimes in in our quickness to move away or move on or move past uh, the hard parts of God's will, I think we're missing the places to stop and, and smell a deeper breath of life or a deeper quality of life or a deeper, maybe deeper appreciation of life. Well, and I think we also miss the opportunities to um, look at the uh, look at the world around us and what's happening in the world around us. And um, we just accept that and um, and don't become God's hands and feet and voice. Um, for those who um, who don't have a voice or um, who are struggling, and um, what a horrible world it would be if we Christians just felt so good about ourselves and felt so good about our relationship with Christ and uh, were just so happy, uh, and nothing changed in the world. Um, I mean, what a what a horrible thing that would be. So um, we need to to look beyond ourselves as well. And um, um, I'm I'm deeply um, uh, I'm deeply into the um, uh, study of what's happening in our commu- in our just Bloomington normal community and the ways in which Calvary and the church in general can meet those needs. And um, just in Bloomington Normal, um, which is just a microcosm of the United States and yet probably a much more wealthy microcosm of a lot of places, um, there is so much hurt and so much need and so much injustice. And if we Christians uh, just sit around and and look at each other and go, oh, isn't this nice, Um, then then I think the will of God isn't done. Um, and yet, I don't always have an answer. I, in fact, I don't ever have an answer to that in terms of what to do. Um, but I think our hearts need to be broken for for people who are, are hurting. I look at what was happening in the day of, of in, in that Holy Week time, 
and <clears throat> excuse me, the injustice um, all around them um, at that time, um, the the domination system that was going on, and man, um, I mean, right there at the temple, um, people were being were being just taken advantage of um, all over the place. And what is it that I'm ignoring um, in in my own community? And um, sometimes it comes down to in our own homes. Uh, what are we ignoring in terms of, of justice and um, and caring that um, because we we want to feel good ourselves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, when you when you talk about the temptations that um, the disciples faced and and um, uh, Jesus said, you know, don't fall into temptation. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I I have no idea what those temptations were, um, but uh, I think it probably had something to do with um, caring beyond themselves um, and, um, and staying the course, uh, staying the course of Jesus. Well, certainly, um, the temp- one of the temptations was to deny him, mm-hmm. which um, uh, they uh, all managed to do uh, in some manner or form. Um, I was gripped probably 25 or 30 years ago now with uh, his question of, could you not tarry one hour? Uh, and that question, coupled with some other study I was doing, probably changed my prayer life more significantly than anything else did. Um, and the temptation, at, at least for me, is is always when I get up in the morning to take that time to pray, to read, uh, to uh, reflect or meditate on the Word, uh, always the temptation to cut that short, to be moving on to the other, at least what I think are pressing things for the day. But frankly, are not near as pressing as just simply being attentive to what Jesus might be saying or doing. And so uh, those other temptations to the disciples uh, or that, that Jesus was concerned about for his disciples was, I think, falling away, mm-hmm. was uh, becoming casual, was letting the physical body, which I think is one of the great offenders of our spiritual life, our physical body, and we, they are what they are. Well, except that we don't take care of them very well, which well, <laughs> leads into another area of sin, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now, I, now you've got me off. On see, my, yeah, see, um, uh, you're under conviction uh, now, probably for your diet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, tarrying is what you were talking about. That's right. Uh, and, and could you not tarry one hour? Led me into a deep study into the Lord's Prayer. Um, and so when I read through this um, and read through Thursday, uh, the garden probably experience and that that question that Jesus asked uh, has as much significance for me as when you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Um, just simply because uh, of, uh, of a desire to honor him fully and not partially. I'm sure it was the meal. I'm sure it was some of the stress of the things he said at the meal. Uh, I'm sure it was maybe the weariness of the whole week that brought the disciples when they stopped to pray to actually fall asleep. 
I think Jesus was also saying there are moments in our lives when we can't be sleepy. We can't be, uh, or we can't allow that to consume us no matter what it takes for us to stay awake. Um, Spiritually as well. We have right, to be alert. Right. Physically and spiritually, emotionally, and every, in every part of our being. And so I don't know exactly what all uh, he was going, uh, thinking about, but he had in the midst of his own, this is what impressed me, Jesus just amazes me, in the midst of his own, the weightiness of knowing he would drink of that cup of judgment, the weightiness of knowing that he would go through that evening into the next day, having been abandoned by um, uh his own disciples whom he had invested himself deeply in in three years. In the midst of all of that, he still had concern for those disciples. As he says, the flesh is willing, but the, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And, and he was concerned about them, um, and duly so, because their track record following that time in the garden was not great. However, however, however turn around. when you look at what happened after the resurrection, uh, my goodness, they all gave their lives um, in, in the gospel and working for the gospel, preaching the gospel, teaching the gospel. So uh, I guess the message for us that I would say is just be careful, friends, uh, that we don't uh, fall asleep mm-hmm. on this work of the kingdom. We don't fall asleep in this relationship with God. We don't fall asleep on the things that we are practicing or doing. It becomes so easy to slip off into uh, some bad practices, so easy to slip off into some, some things that, while they don't look big at the moment and aren't important at the moment, it, it could provide a, a significant hindrance to our walk with Him after a season of time. Well, and it's really easy to get... Um paralyzed in our own situations and um, um, you know look at the at our daily lives and and just kind of um, just kind of trudge on and and miss everything that's happening around us and um, slowly piece by piece we do get kind of uh, chipped away um, our, our faith gets chipped away and our obedience gets chipped away. Um, it sounds as if it's an outside force, and I don't mean that at all. I mean, we have total control over our own behavior. Um, but um, um, but daily life, it, it, the grind of daily life and, and what happens can just, you know, be a difficult kind of thing. And so um, um, I'm going to be talking next week about sin. And, um, uh, you know, I always I always say nobody wakes up one morning and says, I'm going to ruin somebody's life. Um, but it's really easy to, um, to go in a direction that um, we didn't plan to go in. Um, and so, um, you know, I think that's part of the temptation is to, as you said, stay the course and keep focused on what's in front of us. Um, because our own weariness um, will cause us to go, oh, I'm, I'm not even going to fight that battle. I'm just going to, you talked about that a little bit on Sunday. I'm just going to forget that one. And, and mm-hmm. then it's the next one, and then it's the next one, and then it's the next one. Um, Isaac, what do you have to say about this? You're being so quiet over I, there. I was just getting ready to give our, give our time bell here. So. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's about that time. <laughs> so, as is my custom, our time is up. Okay, for today. there you go. Thanks for listening. We, we really do want to keep the discussion going with you. 
Uh, if you have questions or comments uh, to add, uh, you can do that by following the link uh, in the app if you're listening there, or if you're uh, on the website, there's a section below uh, where you can comment, uh, or if you're listening in a podcast app, just simply go to connectwithcalvary.org slash dailyconnection. You can find a way to comment uh, there or on Facebook or any of those places where uh, you find us online. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We'll be back next week with a deeper dive into Friday of Holy Week, and uh, we'll see you then. Grace and peace.